If you have spent any time on planet Earth, if you are listening to this, you will have come across your own enemies, your own haters. We see it in the school playground. We see it in the bullies in the schoolyard. We see it in the bullies in the workplace. We see it in situations. We see it in circumstances. We have all faced our own enemies. And if you're listening to this, more than likely, you're probably facing an enemy right now, whether it be a person, a situation or a circumstance. You've probably just come out of facing one, currently are or will be very soon. So this is a message for all of us. And I believe that the Spirit of Almighty God is speaking to me and through me as I preach this message. And I have many, many scriptures to back up this message. And obviously, the main ones are from the gospel where Jesus himself in those red words, we know that when red words come up in the gospels, this is Jesus speaking. These are his direct words. Ultimately, our enemy is the devil, the foul devil who only lies, who is only about destruction. Satan, the devil, does not like us as believers. We are children of Almighty God. We are children of his enemy. And therefore, we are his enemy too. He is our enemy. And he is trying to pull out all stops to thwart the plan and purpose of God for our lives. But you know what? We know the end of the story. We know that we are victorious. He is under our feet. Jesus died on the cross, defeated the ultimate enemy, death, rose again victorious. And we as believers in Jesus Christ are victorious with him. We are seated at the right hand of God the Father in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, the word says. And the enemy, Satan, the devil, is under our feet. And while we are on this planet Earth, we need to walk out that victory and believe it and live it as we come face to face with enemies in our everyday life. And it is crucial if we are going to live and possess that victory, it is crucial that we know what the Word of God says. So let's dive straight into the Word. I'm going to start with Matthew chapter 5. If you have your Bible, get it out so you can read it for yourself, highlight it, Write it out, type it out, print it out so that you've got it before your eyes and you can remind yourself when you are facing your own haters, you can remind yourself what Jesus says to do to live as a son or daughter of God and to live in victory. It says in Matthew 5, verse 43 to 48, you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Oh, ow. I bet if you are listening to this and you are facing your own enemy now, this pinches your flesh. Because when you have been hated on or persecuted, spitefully used in the flesh, you do not feel like loving that person. But these are the words of the perfect man, Jesus, who knows what it means to live a full and free life, to live a victorious life. This is the MO. This is the plan, the victory plan, if we are to live in victory. 
It says, following that in verse 45, that you may be sons and daughters of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. He goes on, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors do that. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors, those sinning tax collectors, do so? Therefore, he says, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Let's go back to verse 44. This is a pinching verse. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. You know, it says in Psalm 110 verse 1, the Lord will make our enemies our footstool. And I love this. And that same scripture is repeated in the New Testament and multiple times in the New Testament, in fact. And it's a reminder to us that God works all things together for good. It says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, for those who love the Lord and obey the Lord. So when we love God and obey him in these commandments of loving our haters, he will work all of those situations, those persecutions, those stressful awful, unfair situations. He will work them all together for our great benefit. He promises to do that, but we need to do our part. And the enemy becoming our footstool, you know what that means? That means that we rest, our our feet rest on a footstool. We will rest on top of our enemy's defeat. And not only that, a footstool also takes us higher. When you step up on a footstool, you go higher. So when God promises to make our enemies our footstool, we'll rest our feet on it and step on up and you will go higher. Promotion, platform, the Lord promises it all when we obey him and love those people who spitefully use us. And you know what? Jesus gave us the best example. He was spitefully used. They hated him. And those who walk in darkness, the haters on this earth, and, you know, we need to pray for them because they have darkness in their heart. To live with hate must be such an awful bondage. Take yourself out of the emotion of your situation. Take yourself, because when you're in the emotion, it's really hard to see it clearly, but take yourself out and look at those people. We know there's a very common saying that, Hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people. Those people who are going around hurting, they are hurting. There is brokenness in their heart and mind and soul and spirit. That's why they need our prayers. That's why they need us as children of love. We are children of God, children of love. They need us to love on them, to show them what light can come from love and living in the light of Jesus Christ. The next gospel I want to go to is the gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. This is the corresponding scripture to that Matthew 5. It says, verse 27, I say to you, this is Jesus, this is in red. All the red verses are our Lord speaking. I say to you, love those who are your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. It's almost word for word what we just read, but we need to hear it again. 
do good to those who hate you. What does that mean to do good to them? That means sending them a present. I know people who, when they have heard that people have been gossiping about them, gossiping, slandering their name, they have sent them a gift. A bunch of flowers, um, if I remember rightly, this particular woman. She'd heard that this person was gossiping about her, saying really unfair, awful things, and she sent them a bunch of flowers. It was a gift of some sort anyway. Glory to God. I love it. Do good to them. And it throws them off. This is the thing. When people who are, have got hate in their heart receive love from the person they have been hating on, it confuses them. And that's what God promises to do. He says he promises to confuse his enemies. He will send confusion upon them. And that's not to be our aim. Our aim is not to confuse them. Our aim is to just obey God and love on them. So when you are facing someone who is spitefully using you, don't think of manipulation. Do not think of vengeance. Do not think of retaliation. Jesus says, do not avenge yourself. God tells us that. Through the Old Testament and the New Testament, do not avenge yourself. I am your vindicator. I will repay, God says. So if we do good and love on them and pray for them, God promises to vindicate us. God promises to avenge us. Look, let me remind you, our God is a God of justice. He does not take it lightly when someone hates on his children. Uh Uh-uh. You think of all the mamas out there, all the fathers listening, but especially those mamas, you know that if a child on that playground is saying something to your little girl or your little boy, there's something that rises up on the inside of you and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, uh-oh, no, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. That's how God feels times a million when someone comes against his son or daughter. But he knows that we cannot take that burden on ourselves to avenge ourselves. Because so often when we try and do that, it, well, every time we try and do that, because it's not what we're called to do. God tells us not to do that. It causes the darkness to come into our heart. We need to be free of bitterness and resentment. We need to be active forgivers. We need to be We need to have a spirit of forgiveness in us. That doesn't mean letting things go and letting people abuse you. Oh, no, you need to have healthy boundaries and put those healthy boundaries in place with toxic people. But, and but, love them in that. Distance yourself, yes, and love them from a distance. And pray for them that God invades their heart with his love. They need it. And send them a bunch of flowers. (laughs) Even do it anonymously if you like. But do what God says and he will work it out in your favor. All right. I want to go through some other scriptures very quickly that back up this. Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Do not go around slandering and gossiping about that person. Oh, no. You need to prove that you are a daughter or son of God. And God's children, do not gossip. Do not slander. And let me tell you, if you are hearing somebody gossip, to you about someone, more than likely they're gossiping about you to someone else. So you need to distance yourself from those sort of people because you do not want to be slimed by that rubbish. Next one is from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. This is so beautiful because it promises the blessing that we have when we obey God in this. Do not return evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, knowing that you are called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. 
A blessing means divine, unusual favor. It means favoritism from Almighty God. That's what the blessing means. So if you want to inherit that, do not repay evil for evil. Let's flip back now to the Old Testament Proverbs, the beautiful book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 22. It says, do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. He will vindicate you. All right, and in the final two minutes, I'm going to flip right back to the start of the Bible, the book of Genesis, the story of Joseph. We know Joseph. If you are unfamiliar with the Bible, think of Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, that story. Joseph was hated on by his brothers. He had loads of older brothers. They hated on him. They were so jealous of him. He was anointed and called by God. We know that story. And quickly, chapter 42, verse 25, this was after his brothers had done so much awful stuff to him. They'd hated on him. They'd thrown him in a well and left him for dead. And then he he had ended up in Egypt and had gone through such trial in Egypt. But it says when his brothers came to Egypt and they were in desperate need, this is what he did. Joseph gave a command to fill their sacks with grain to restore every man's money to his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. What a blessing. His haters. And let me tell you, they hated on him. Go and read that story for yourself and find out exactly how much they hated on him. They hated him. They were so jealous. And this is what he did, repaying good for evil. And he says this at the end of the book of Genesis, and I love this. This is chapter 50, verse 20. As for you, Joseph said to his brothers, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people. Glory to God. He knew the message that God would work all things together for good. So in the last 20 seconds, go forth today. Love your enemies. God will reward you. He will vindicate you. He will save you and he will bless you and make your enemies your footstool. God bless you.